Welcome to Humans of CX, a podcast powered by OzoneTel. We share the latest insights in customer experience from industry experts to help you humanize your approach, placing empathy at the center of the customer experience. I'm your host, Todd Vecca. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Humans of CX. I am so delighted to be here with Ronnell Richards, founder of Business and Bourbon, trainer, coach, motivator, author of Shut the Hell Up and Sell, which we're going to talk about quite a bit, and host of Black Voices in Distilling. Ronnell, how are you doing today? What's going on in your world? Todd, it is a Friday and it has been a terrific week for me. So yeah, I'm feeling great. Looking forward to this and looking forward to this conversation and I'm excited. Yeah, I'll tell the folks at home, I saw a couple of your posts on LinkedIn and I wasn't following you. And I'm like, I watched a couple of the videos. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is amazing. Not only do I want to follow him, this is somebody that I would really love for the show. And for our viewers who are mostly CX people, salespeople, some of my mom's friends, that's the audience. So, you know, the floor is yours. What kind of got you into sales and into this space? Wow. So my sales journey, it's funny. So Todd, I also have a companion podcast that I've been recording for the book that's coming out. Or maybe it's out, depending on when you're listening to this. And so (laughs) what I've been doing is just having conversations with and interviewing other sales leaders. And it's been so much fun because it's also kind of taken me back down that rabbit hole of reminiscing on my own journey, right? And so my journey started 25 years ago in sales, and it started in retail. So I started selling retail jewelry 25 years ago. And who would have ever thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing today? Like, so I've been in the technology world for 20 years, running companies that are selling technology solutions, everything from contact center solutions to bandwidth and software, you name it, we've done that. And now to have my journey take me to the business and bourbon platform where I get to engage with and help other companies amplify their brands and meet great entrepreneurs and sales leaders. It's been one heck of a ride, man. Awesome. And that's a great segue. Let's talk about business and bourbon. Tell us more specifically, what's that about and what are you doing there? Todd, if I could sum it up, it's about helping people to do better business through building deeper relationships. That's what we do. Now, how do we do that? We do that by executing experiences, both in-person and virtual experiences that help leaders to connect, help brands and sellers to connect and build deeper relationships with their prospects and their partners. And it's funny. One of the things that we do, Todd, is we do a cocktail experience, right? And often I am coaching and just helping consult our partners on how to best use us, right? And remember what I said, but we're about helping people build better relationships, right? We want them to build deeper relationships with their prospects, their customers, and partners. Oftentimes, our partners will want to lead with our experience, right? So we're doing a cocktail experience for them, but the focus is they want to train on something or they want to connect with, they want to educate people about their product. And so what I tell my partners is I say, look, what we do is help to create that experience. We help with the magic, right? The magic to help you guys to connect and to build those relationships. But at the end of the day, there has to be meat on that bone, right? You bring people together for the right reasons. Then once you have them there, when I say the right reasons, I'm coaching them on, hey, look, have a reason to bring these people together. That's beyond, let's just have some drinks. Let's just have drinks isn't enough to do business, right? But once we bring them together for the right reasons, right? We said, if you're a company that's 
whatever it is that you're doing, but your audience, your message is focused on the audience and you're providing something of value to that audience at this experience to get them in the door. And then what we do is we come and we make that experience awesome. We help to create the magic. We help to create the emotional impact, that high alignment, right? So when they come, they don't forget that experience. But at the end of the day, it's always has to be about business. That's why our brand is business and bourbon and not bourbon in business. It's always business first, Todd, always business. And we found that that's been the secret to our success. We are not a whiskey tasting company. We are not a spirits industry company. We are a business company. We're about bringing people together for business. So we've had tremendous success traveling all over the country, doing events, all sold out events, great experiences, because we bring people together for the right reasons. We bring them together for business and that's never lost on me or my team and how we execute, right? We bring them together for the right reason. And then we create an experience that gets real high emotional alignment because they're having a good time. They're having, which is great. We want people to have a good time. We want to have fun, but most importantly, we want to make impact. We want them to leave with something that they can apply to their business, something that's going to change their the way they think, something that's that makes real impact and not just that superficial impact. And that's what I find, honestly, also taught part of our success. That's what I find that a lot of marketers are doing right now because they don't know any better. They're doing all the superficial stuff. It's all frosting and no cake, right? I don't know about you. I'm a cake guy. <laughs> I need some cake, man. I'm a, well, I'm a bourbon guy. You had me a bourbon. I'm a maker's mark guy. So you had me right there. Well, Todd, if that gets you in the door, I love it. But you're going to be an advocate of the brand because of the value that we're bringing, the impact that we're making in your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's take that a step further. What role do you think customer experience plays? Let's start first for maybe like a startup company. But then as they grow and scale, how does that maybe language or ecosystem change? Wow. So as you mentioned, when we first hopped on my book, Shut the Hell Up and Sell, is is customer experience is so fundamental to my philosophy on sales. I am about building advocates. I want to build advocates. And the reason you want to build advocates, folks, is because advocates become non-payrolled sellers, right? Those are people that are evangelizing for your work, evangelizing for your brand. And you will never build advocates if you don't create advocate-worthy experiences for your customers, period, point blank. And that starts with the very beginning of the sales process. This is where the people miss it, Todd. They think that customer experience starts after you've sold them. Oh no, it starts before you even prospect them, right? And this is one of the concepts that I teach in the book. Like I really want people to focus on database and focus on alignment, right? You shouldn't be prospecting. You shouldn't be selling to people that you don't have great alignment with. And by great alignment, I mean, these are folks that you can knock it out the park with, right? You can create we like to call referral quality work, right? You can create that sort of customer experience for them. And that's what I see now with such high technology adoption rates. I see that companies are just casting wider and wider nets as it relates to sales, right? They're casting wider, instead of using that technology to really zero in and, sorry, crude analogy, but more take a sniper approach to 
how you prospect, how you find new customers. You see, when you do that, you're going to make sure you're doing business with people that, again, you can knock it out the park with. And when you knock it out the park with people, guess what happens? They become advocates. So that customer experience piece starts way before you've ever sold them. It starts from the very beginning of the sales experience. Awesome. Let's talk to the sales leaders for a minute, right? Your VP of sales, your sales directors, the folks that are they're building and managing teams. Because I think this also starts with the other side of things. How do those leaders build a customer-centric culture? Because we talk about the trickle-down effect. If you have unhappy employees, this probably isn't going to work. You're going to have unhappy customers. So how do the leaders kind of build this from the ground up? I feel like, Todd, that's way easier than we make it out to be. Here's what I find. I find that in so many organizations, each group has a different set of metrics, a different set of accountabilities, a different set of values, right? Like, why the heck does marketing and sales not get along? Like, they should be pushing in the same direction, right? Well, it's because from a leadership standpoint, they have different goals, right? That And those goals aren't always in alignment, And so if you really want to build an organization that is focused on the customer, you got to make sure that there are accountabilities in place, that there are philosophies in place that go across your whole organization, right? I'll give you an example. In my world as sales leader, in my companies, everyone's tied to revenue. Everyone, okay? I don't care whether you're a salesperson or you're an admin. Everyone is tied to the revenue. Why? Because I want everyone focused on what makes the company successful. If one of my project managers knows that has some sort of connection to revenue in terms of bonus and all that sort of thing, they're going to make better decisions for the company when they're doing their project management, right? So same thing with customer service. Like if everyone understands, if everyone is, and I'm a believer in you pay for performance, right? Meaning that whatever activities you want, you have to incentivize those activities, right? So if there, if, if it's about a, a intense focus on customer experience, customer service, well, build your compensation plan, build your financial structure around incentivizing those right activities that are going to have everyone focused on creating that exceptional customer experience. Awesome. Now, you've already you've brought up advocates, which I love the whole concept of. Tell us about your course, Advanced Sales Tactics. What else is part of that? Maybe just a little teaser why somebody would really want to understand that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Advanced Sales Tactics is a course that we did in collaboration with Sales Intel, which Sales Intel, they're a database company. So uh, clearly there's great alignment. I believe in partnering and collaborating with companies that I have great alignment with. Like I'm not just talking game. Like this is what I do. And so to me, again, the importance of database cannot be overstated. Like, who are you reaching out to? Who are you calling? Like, that's what's going to start you down the road of success in sales. All right, so the course that we did with them, the Advanced Sales Tactics, is really a course that is, our target audience is not that entry-level seller. Like, you're that seller that, hey, you've been in the game for a little bit. Maybe it's two to five years and you're ready to take it to the next level. So we're not talking about kind of the fundamental ABCs and one, two, threes. We're talking about some strategies to really kind of take your sales production to the next level. And so that course, God, we had a great time doing that. But that course, it's free. So you don't have to pay for it. Go to You can go to my website, ronlrichards.com. The course is up on there. Or you can go to Sales Intel's website and you can find the course there as well. And it was made for salespeople because I'm a sales guy. And at the end of the day, like 
I know how we speak. I know <laughs> I know how we consume data as well. So like and, and information. So it's really designed to be like short, impactful, and engaging, right? And so yeah, that's about. And I'd appreciate any of you guys want to check it out. It's free. It definitely an all. And if you don't like it, well, geez, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's all good. We can still be friends. I'm sure everyone's going to like it. We'll put all that info in the show notes. But I love that you brought up marketing, right? Because so I've been doing this about 25 years. And there's always, not always, but a lot of times there is that disconnect where sales folks are going down one lane, marketing's going down one lane. To this day, if someone asks me to define an MQL, I really can't because it's been 100 different definitions. It doesn't mean anything to me, right? Let's do Proposals mean something to me. Sales means something to me. MQLs mean somebody maybe checked out our website. I don't care, right? So when we talk about <laughs> organic marketing, how do businesses kind of capitalize on organic marketing and to, in the relation of improving customer experience? How do we do that? I think that when I'm talking about organic marketing, for me, that is using and leveraging, first and foremost, some of these tools that don't cost you anything, right? Leveraging social media and leveraging your clients, your partners, and their experience. See, when you create this great customer experience, right, what you get to do is you get to go to people and ask them to help you. And you know what they'll do? They'll do it. Right? And so you can either, there is no better testimonial than a customer testimonial, someone that's been through your experience. And going back to what I originally said about our database and prospecting who we're going after, if you are laser focused on a specific customer, avatar, ICP, whatever you call it. Guess what happens when you bring in that customer that you've had that great experience or they've had that great experience with that advocate and you bring them in to speak on your behalf. They influence other people that are just like them, right? That target market that you've been focusing on. This is the problem with companies casting too wide of a net and sellers casting too wide of a net. I mean, hey, that when you bring in that CMO, that you had that you delivered that great outcome for, and they give you a testimonial, you're gonna leverage into micro content and all that stuff. And they're just speaking just eloquently about you and saying how awesome you are and how great you've delivered, but yet you're prospecting CTOs. <laughs> like that doesn't land with the CTO. Oh, that's cool. That CMO had a great experience. That doesn't really mean anything to me. I'm a CTO, right? So again, I just I will say that I can't overstate the importance of really focusing holistically on our ICP and understanding who our ICP is as it relates to the whole, just doing business. It impacts everything, right? And so, you know, going back to this organic marketing, we leverage social media like it's going out, like just nobody's business, right? And a lot of folks want to take the easy route. They want to do some pay for play and only your own SEO and all that stuff can be impactful and it can work for you. However, if you're a smaller company, that is going to be a very heavy lift for you because guess what? SEO is not a secret. <laughs> it's not a secret anymore. And the bigger budget, the more money you have, the more you can drown out all of these, the companies that are sitting here in that mid-range. Like, so the enterprise companies that, hey, listen, Coca-Cola, they're going to kill you. AT&T, they've got massive budgets, right? And so when you're in this realm, like I've been in my companies with that in that small to medium realm, you got to leverage the organic stuff. You got to leverage the free stuff and you can do it to great success. You really can, but it starts with my advice is, is engaging, leveraging your employees, getting your employees active on social, getting them spreading your message and getting your customers, reaching out to your customers and partners and getting them advocating for you. Because again, there's no better way to, there's no better referral. It's funny, like as I sit down with a new client, 
when I'm doing sales consulting. Todd, everyone wants to know, here's the magic <laughs> question that they all have is how do we get new business? How are we getting, that's why they want to talk to me. How do I get new business? I've got this great business and we've done well, but how do we get new business? And Todd, I say the same thing to every single one of them. Well, the fastest way to new business is old business. What are you doing with your existing customer base? How are you leveraging back to customer experience, right? If you've been providing that customer experience, which most of them have, that's why they're successful. They've been doing a good job with their customers, but now they haven't learned to leverage those customers to get more business, which is really easy when you've done the hard work already, which is delivering terrific outcomes. And once you've done that, you can leverage them for testimonials and things that you can use to create content for that organic marketing. You can use them for referrals, for implied referrals, right? Implied referrals, meaning that, hey, listen, I did business with this guy and you're like that guy. So let's do business, right? And they're going to, and if that person ever reaches out to that person, of course, they're going to co-sign for you. So, I mean, there's just going back to the customer experience. It's just so important in sales. And if you really want to knock it out the box. Awesome. So the question I have been waiting to ask you for at least a week now is you have the best title of the best sales book I've ever seen. Thank you. Tell us about Shut the hell up and sell. What inspired you to write it? Tell the viewers what it's about. I can't wait to see it. Well, you know, Todd, I really wanted to connect people with the why. Okay. And I've done a lot of training. I have been fortunate to lead a lot of salespeople. And I've seen, I got a lot of friends that are sales trainers and coaches and leaders. And one of the things that I, I don't care what business you're in. You guys have probably all seen this. Sales trainer comes in. Great sales trainer. They come in. Do their sales training. It's really tactical. It's very specific. And, you know, okay, do this, do that. And then they leave. And then a month later, the salespeople that were successful, well, guess what? They're still successful. The ones that weren't, uh, they're still not, right? And so as I started to think about that, I'm like, why? These guys are giving, they're bringing good information, but for whatever reason, the sellers aren't really connecting with it. And what I determined, Todd, is they're missing the why. And by why, I mean, they don't understand the philosophy. They don't have philosophy. They don't understand why to do this and do that. Right now, it's kind of like instruction. So I'm going to take you down, give you guys a little visual so you can better understand what I'm talking about. Okay, go back in the day. For me, it was probably longer than a lot of you guys that are like Gen Zs and young millennials. All right, go back in the day when you were a kid. And <laughs> this is funny, Todd. You're going to connect with this, but someone's going to be like, huh, I don't even know what that is. They're cooktops. Okay, when I was a kid, my we had an electric stove. And when you cut that stove on, that cooktop gets it gets red hot, right? It turns red. Yeah. And it's super, it's super attractive to a little kid. It's like, oh, it's glowing, it's red. And so you walk in the kitchen, your mom's cooking in that glowing red stove top, and you want to touch it. Your mom says, No, don't touch that. It's hot. You say, oh, Okay. All right, mom. And then you do it another day, and mom's, oh, don't touch it. It's hot. Well, that's like the instruction that we get from sales leaders. Okay don't touch it. It's hot. Okay. Well, I kind of trust you. So I'm going to take your advice right now. But then one day you walk in, you know, Oh God, it's glowing. Oh, and you touch it. Oh God, dang! Oh, you touch it. And now you understand the why Todd, that is the why the emotional impact you touch that hot stove. And now you feel the heat searing through your little fingers. Now you understand why it's important to not touch that hot stove. And so what I'm doing in the book is the book is one part philosophy, one part instruction, 
tactical execution, pragmatic, simple execution, because I believe that sales hasn't changed a whole lot since the beginning of sales. Technology changes, technology involves, but sales in itself has not, and it never will. And so I believe that we need to get back to a simpler way of doing business. When you understand the fundamentals of sales, that will influence how you use these technologies so you can have better success with the technology. All right. So back to the philosophy. In the first part of the book, I'm teaching, I'm sharing stories much like that one, touching the hot stove to help people to better understand my philosophy on sales and why it's important to them, right? Like, so they can relate in these stories to how I'm doing business and how I've come to understand how you should do business so they can better execute the tactical stuff. They now understand the why. Now, I'm not talking about the hot stove in that in the book, but I'm sharing other stories from my career. Some are funny, some are were not fun <laughs> experiences for me, but they are relatable. And I feel that after reading some of these stories and then going into the second part of the book, which is now the X's and O's, the blocking and tackling, do this, do that. Sellers, it will be better armed up to receive that knowledge and understand, okay, this is why I do this. And this is what the impact will be to me and my business. So that in short is kind of what the book is about. If you guys go to the website, shutthehellupandsell.com, there's a free chapter up there right now, and it's called The Gold Watch. And it's one of my favorite stories. And it is one of my first stories about sales and business and kind of formulated my philosophy on how to do business here. I mean, to this day, it was that impactful of an experience and that impactful an event. And it was just a chance occurrence and 15 minutes in my life that it impacted the next 25 years. Awesome. I can't wait to read the whole book. Really, it sounds amazing. I, a long time ago when I was going through a sales training, one of the quotes that always stuck with me, and I still believe this to be very true, is that People that understand the what usually at some point in their life end up working for the people that understand the why. So I love that whole concept of oh wow, why is this? It's not just about the answer. It's about why. And it could mean a lot of things. Why is the customer buying? Why are we doing it this way? Why are we not doing it? It's amazing to me. So this is fascinating. When we talk about the prospects specifically, what do you think matters most to the prospect? And it could be a lot of things, but what are you kind of seeing mostly? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. What matters most to them is what matters most to them. Mm. (laughs) All right, hear me out on this. So oftentimes, sellers, we go into our prospect journey or prospect relationship having figured it out. We know what they care about because we're looking at it through the lens of our product or service or whatever the hell it is that we're trying to sell them. And our great corporate trainers have given us all these value props So surely one of those value props, that's what matters most to the customer. So I have the privilege to sit on both sides of the table. I'm a decision maker and have been for a long time. And I can tell you, sellers, leaders, entrepreneurs, founders, I don't care about your stuff. I don't care about your business. I care about my business. I care about what's going on in my world more than your stuff. Always, 100% of the time. So what I tell sellers and I coach sellers on, this is in the book as well, as well as really to understand what matters most to that person sitting in front of you. And what matters most to them is what's going on in their world, looking good to their boss, right? Um, Getting that promotion, not screwing something up that's going to get them fired, right? 
So it's your job. It's our jobs as sellers when we're doing discovery and we're sitting down with the customer or prospect to understand their world. What's going not in relation to what we do. This is where they get it wrong because we're always doing it in relation to our product. So we'll go in there with questions that are framed with our product in the backdrop. Like, so if you're selling technology products, well, how would you use this? How do you use this technology? How's No, none of that matters because what a skilled seller can do is take their product, take their solution and have an impact whatever it is that matters to that customer, right? So it's your job to ask open-ended questions during discovery that are really focused on understanding your prospect's environment and their priorities, what matters to them most. And what that is, who knows? I don't know. It could be lots of different things, but it's your job to find it out. Now, once you understand that, now, now, let me take you guys back because remember what we talked about as far as database. Listen, you can do this when you've done the work on the front end and you already, you know that they are someone or they're a business that you've gotten, you have high alignment with, right? You can't go into someone where you're casting these wide, these wide nets that you guys are casting. You can't go in and use what I'm telling you with the wide net thing because you got to spend all this time trying to ask them questions to find out what the heck it is that they do. Well, you already know that. Because you've done the work and you know that you're prospecting people and companies that you can serve. Once you've done that, now when you're sitting down with them one-on-one, your job is to find out, again, what matters most to them. Not, again, not from the lens of what you sell or what you do, just what matters most. And then when you're coming back and you're creating your solutions, you're going to craft your solution in a way to where it impacts what matters most to them. Because that's what we do at the end of the day. That's what we do as sellers. We're problem solvers. That's our job when we solve problems in the form of our products and services. But yeah, that's my two cents on that. Awesome. Or maybe that's five or 10 cents. I gave you too much. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. A couple dollars worth of knowledge. I love it. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Now, I know it's only a couple of years ago. What advice would you give your 18-year-old yeah. self? Man, you know, Todd, if I was to go back five years and talk to my 18-year-old self... <laughs> Oh, what I love. I actually really love that question. Jeez. I think that, wow, there's uh, so many things. I would say probably to continue to, I have this quote that's here on my desk, trust your talent. And so when we look in the mirror, we see the biggest hater that we will ever have in our life every day. We focus a lot on the external people and influence that could contribute to our failure, right? Like, oh, this boss doesn't like me or this peer is plotting against me. Man, our biggest challenge and our biggest hater is that person we look at every single day. And so I would say to myself, continue to trust your talent and believe in yourself. Affirmations every day, (laughs) as many as possible, because it's hard and we all deal with, I don't care how successful someone appears to be or how successful you think they are. We all deal with this self-doubt and that voice that's in the back that tells us either we can't do something or we're not smart enough to do something or we're not eloquent enough to do whatever. And we got to fight that. And that takes action. It really does. You have to do things on a daily basis to make sure that you're fighting against that. You asked me for one thing, but I'm going to say one more thing, and this is it. One more thing, because it's something that took me a long time to learn, just protecting my mental health better. So I would say, young right now, meditate, meditate daily. Yeah, I think one for folks at home that maybe aren't salespeople or don't understand this is 
you could fail 95% of the time and still on paper be wildly successful as a salesperson, right? You, that 5% might be all you need to make your quota. But still, when you're kind of looking in that mirror every day, you're feeling that 95%. What could I do oh better? God. Overthinking it. So when you talk about, so my background actually is in psychology. When you're talking about that state of mental health, when you're failing 95% of the time, now on paper, maybe you're making a lot of money, maybe you're wildly successful, but in the mirror, man, you're still feeling it. So like, I totally can resonate with what you said. And it's for people at home that might be young salespeople, might be young customer experience people, just keep plugging, man. It's tough. It's tough. Yep. Stay 18 for just another one more question, please. Who were your role models growing up? And you can go before 18, whatever, but who did you look to at that time in your life to how am I going to get to that next stage? Great question. Uh, number one, my parents. And from a business standpoint, my dad, who was an entrepreneur, is an entrepreneur. <laughs> Both of my parents are entrepreneurs. But yeah, my dad, at risk of sharing too much, but enough to give you guys context. So I grew up in Utah. I'm originally from Ohio. I grew up in Utah. And where the African-American population at the time when I was growing up was less than 1%. And my father owned businesses in that sort of environment. He owned a black beauty salon and beauty supply and other businesses that served our community. And so, yeah, I mean, I had no better example of what, what I could be. And they just put everything into me, man. Like if you can imagine for those, just imagine when you are a, the minority of minorities in any environment, there's not a lot of people that you see that are doing great things or doing things that you can see yourself in. And we're talking about in the eighties and nineties too. So like you don't, you're not seeing yourself when you go to the doctor's office, when you go to, when you're at school and when you're see the attorneys on the television, you're not seeing yourself there. Right. And so fortunately for me, I had someone, I had people in the house, my mother as well, who's a very successful actor today who we're doing things where I could see what was possible. In addition to that, they were really intentional in building my confidence and letting me know that I wasn't just as good as everyone, that I was better. And it sounds bad. I don't care how it sounds, but that's what I needed. If you're going to succeed in a world where you're 1%, <laughs> you better believe that you got something special in you to be able to to fight through it. And so I had no better mentors, leaders, idols than in my household, my parents. So there you go. Awesome. All right. Let's say we're getting together a sales, CX, whatever you want to add to it, party bus, right? We're driving across country. You're the driver. Who are a few people that you want to pick up along the way? Just kind of chat with, talk to, have bourbon with, whatever you want this party bus to be. Who do you want on that bus today? <laughs> are we talking like in the world of like sales leaders and trainers? Are we talking about like celebrities? Are we talking about, what are we talking about? Or just general? There's no rules here. I make this up as I go along so that the teleprompter is broken. It's I just make this up. Anyone you want on the bus. Oh, wow. You can invite me to, you can pick me up in Connecticut. It's no, no issue. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. This is fun. Okay. So first I'm picking up Todd. Number one. Thank you. I was here. <laughs> that was a gratuitous, like, please more of a bag. But. No, no. Um, okay. Now who else am I picking up? I'm picking up LeBron James. Okay. I'm picking up LeBron James. I'm picking up. This is now the reason why I'm picking up these people is because 
I feel like they would just be interesting hangs. Like these are people I feel like I have a beer with and have a good time. I'm going to go politics on you guys. I'm going to go Barack Obama and I'm going to go George Bush. Cause I think, I think they'd be fun as hell. And I'd love to hear the stories. All right. How many more people do I get? Two more, two or three more. All right. I'm going celebrities like Todd, just because I have so many friends out there and they're listening to this and be like, oh, right now didn't say me. No, I would pick up all you guys and the second bus, but this is the celebrity bus. Okay. So, ooh, next, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. I want to get Malcolm Gladwell. And then last, hmm, I like people that challenge thought. Oh my gosh. Boy, I should have prepped for that one, huh? <laughs> That's why we do it. My last That's why one. we do it. <laughs> okay. Last one is going to... Who's interesting right now, Todd? Like, who's some of the most interesting people out there right now? It's a tough time. There's not a lot going on in interesting space. I know. It's just loud, right? And they're not interesting. They're just loud. Yeah. yeah it's a lot of noise. So I'm going to say probably... You guys are probably noticing a trend outside of LeBron James because I'm a big basketball guy, like just of older people because I like wisdom, man. I want people I can learn from. But because I'm a sports fan as well, last, oh, what the hell? I'm a Laker, man. So I'm going Magic Johnson just because. There we go. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> My favorite question. I like always like hearing who, who we get on the bus. It's been different every time. You know what? But I might sub Magic for Kareem only because LeBron's about to pass Kareem for all times points. And Kareem is probably the most intellectual basketball player in the history of the game. So, all right, I might go there. All right. All right, cool. And I've met Magic before. Have you really? So just so you know, I'm a diehard Celtics fan, big Larry Bird guy. So this is now the worst bus for me to possibly be on, but it's okay. So <laughs> I'm still happy to listen and I'll hang with you, drink some bourbon. Love it. We're coming up on time. Yeah, you know, we got to pay the sponsors and all that good stuff. But we always like to end with maybe you taking a minute, 90 seconds on whatever you want to talk about. What are you have work going on? Shut the hell up and sell is coming out. What else do you have going on that maybe you want to tell the viewers why they should go to your website, why they should start following you. And if you're not following Ronell, please do so immediately. He's, he's awesome. Thank you. What's going on in your world, man? Thank you. Man, it might be easier to talk about what's not going on, Todd. I'm not going to be in the NBA draft this year. I will not be fighting Deontay Wilder for the heavyweight championship of the world. Everything else is kind of up for grabs, guys. I'm going to do I'm just out there. Uh, no, in all seriousness... So going into 2023, clearly the book is being released here at the end of 20 of 22. So, you know, I appreciate you guys supporting that, which is available on Amazon or you can go to our website, shut the hell up and sell.com business and bourbon. will be rolling out with our 23 tour as well. So, I mean, we're going to be visiting a lot of cities. So I appreciate anyone listening to this, go to business and become a member. It's free. We're always sending out like just great, advice and direction and wisdom to help arm, not just from me, like from, we have a lot of great people that participate in our platforms and speak on some of our different events. We have webinars every once a month as well, where we bring in just really talented folks to, to share their truth and share their wisdom. In addition to that, again, like I said, we're going to be on the road. So we'll have our public facing events. The best way to know about all of that stuff is to go to business and bourbon.live. With the book, we're going to be releasing some new courses and we've got a companion podcast will be coming out. So you can go to shut the hell up and sell.com and become a member there as well. That's totally free. You get access to all of our content also. So 
that's what we're doing in 23 as much as I can. Awesome. Ronald, thank you so much, man. This has been an amazing half hour. I really enjoyed getting to know you better. Please continue to follow Ronald or start following him today. All of the info and websites will be in the show notes. And Ronald, have a great day. Really appreciate you. Todd, I appreciate you. And again, thanks so much for the opportunity to share my truth with your audience. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to Humans of CX, a podcast brought to you by OzoneTel. If you enjoyed today's show, visit OzoneTel.com to learn more about how our robust omni-channel communications platform makes it the industry leader within the customer experience space. You can find Humans of CX on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as well as other platforms that are featuring podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Thank you so much for listening.